more time the chorus. The overwhelming. the Lord. Father God, we bless your name <coughs> and worship you. Thank you for your word you have for us today. So today we're going to continue with what the, the victory when faith seems weak. Victory when faith seems weak. Hallelujah. God is good. So what did we talk about last week? Let's turn our Bibles to 1 John chapter 5. Verse 4 and 5. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5. 
Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Verse 5 says, For who is it that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. So we're talking about victory when faith seems weak. Hallelujah. So the Bible is saying whatever it is, whatever, whoever, whatsoever it is, no matter what it is, once it is born of God, once it is initiated of God, it overcomes the world. It overcomes darkness. It overcomes poverty. It overcomes disease. It overcomes sickness. It overcomes everything wrong. So far as it is born of God, it overcomes the world. Hallelujah. So it means that our ideas, our thoughts must be initiated of God. But the key is that you and I must be born of God. So if you and I are born of God, we have overcome the world. Now what does it mean to be born of God? It means to be born again. Once you and I are born of God, because we're born of this world, then we become born of God. So whoever is born of God, born again, has overcome the world. So all who have been born again have overcome the world. Also, by the Bible didn't say who. It says whatsoever. Let's use ESV also. Who and whatsoever. Who is, verse uh, 4, 1 John 5, for ESV, thank you. For everyone, so what and everyone who is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcome, that has, past tense, overcome the world, our faith, NASV. So it is past tense. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, or that has overcome the world, past tense, our faith. So it is very clear that a born-again Christian has overcome the world. Also, anything that is born or initiated of God, that God starts, overcomes the world. But it happens by faith. That's why we are born again by faith. You cannot be born again without faith. So we are born again by faith. Because the victory or the engine that gives us the victory over the world is our faith. So you and I, we are talking about victory when faith seems weak. We know that faith is what gives us victory over the world. But there are times that our faith could seem weak. Our faith could, it, it could it, you, we could feel that our faith is not working. The Bible talks about the mystery of faith. Why is it that my faith, it, it looks like my faith is not working? I'm praying, 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 and nothing is happening. I'm not seeing the results. But we are talking about victory when faith seems weak. So faith seems weak. Faith seems like it's not working. It's mysterious. Now, wh what can I do to make sure I receive victory in spite of this? Victory when faith seems weak. Hallelujah. So 1 John 5, 4. But Faith in what? Verse 5 explains it. Who is he that is born of God? Or who is the one we are talking about in verse 4? The one who believes that Jesus is the son of God. So it is faith in Jesus Christ that gives us the victory over the world. Amen. Then we read from Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 to 18. Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong, formidable, knowledgeable in the Lord and in the power of his might. Some people have rewritten this. They say be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. Or be strong in the Lord and in the power of the president's might. Or be strong in the Lord and in the power of this country's might. Or be strong in the Lord and in the power of your pastor's might. Or be strong in the Lord and in the power of your parents' might. No, that will not take you anywhere. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of your, his might. His might, not your might. His might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hallelujah. Amen. Then what happens after that? Put on the whole armor of God. 
that ye may be able to stand against the methodia, the wiles, the tricks, the tactics, the schemes, the tricks of the devil. Hallelujah. Verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It is not against flesh and blood, is it? It is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. Let's look at N. ASB for high places, uh, verse 12, and then go back to King James. In the heavenly places. High places means in the heavenlies, not in the third heavens, not where God is, but in the atmosphere, the galaxies, in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. Verse 13, back to King James, verse 13. Wherefore, therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that he may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins get about with truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Hallelujah. Can you leave it alone please? Leave it alone. Thank you. Leave it alone. Hallelujah. Above all, the sound is, there's something wrong with the sound now. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So above all, taking the shield of faith. Taking the shield of faith. Taking the shield of faith. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Not some, but all. Not some, but all. All the fiery darts of the wicked. And then verse 17. And taking the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, watching thereunto. Okay. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. So we're going to talk about what to do. Number one, victory when faith seems weak. Number one, know where your opposition comes from. Ephesians 6.12 makes it clear that we struggle not against or our wrestle, our wrestling or we wrestle not against flesh and blood or our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Amen. So it means it's not against human beings. We know, where, we, we know where the enemy is. We know the opposition. Where is the opposition coming from? It's coming from these principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Because the Bible makes it very clear that we wrestle not against. NESB says what? For our struggle is not against. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against any person. Hallelujah. Look at it in NLT. It's not against any person. Very important. Know where your opposition comes from. It doesn't come from your boss. It doesn't come from your, from your parents. It doesn't come from your teacher. It doesn't come from whoever it is you feel it's, it's coming from. For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against those mighty powers of darkness who rule this world and against wicked spirits in the heavenly realms. So know where your opposition comes from. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 and 2. Our opposition is from Satan. It's from the devil, Satan and his cohorts. The, the anointed the former anointed cherub or cherubim, Satan, and his cohorts. Th that's what, th those are the ones you are fighting against. Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, or base, common, normal among you, but being absent and bold towards you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence. 
wherewith I think to be bold against her, meaning that I don't want to be bold and strong against you. I want to come in meekness. But I don't want to be bold against you like I'm bold towards those who think of us as if we walk according to the flesh. Because there were some people who were troubling them. So he was bold towards them. Hallelujah. Then verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Now look at this in NLT. For though we walk in the flesh, verse 3, please. We are human, but we don't wage war with human plans and methods. Isn't that interesting? We do not wage war with human plans and methods. Because we know who we are fighting. You can't fight a spirit with human plans and methods. You fail. You can't fight the spirit's principalities, powers with human plans and methods. You have to fight them with, verse 4, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, are not physical, but mighty through God. We use God's mighty weapons, not mere, go back to that verse. Uh, NLT, please. You guys need to really study the Bible so that you can do this thing very smoothly, like Brother Hugh. We use God's mighty weapons, not mere worldly weapons, to knock down the devil's strongholds. <laughs> Hallelujah. We use God's mighty weapons, because if you use physical weapons, it, will, it, it won't work. You can't use physical weapons against spirits. Hallelujah. So number one, know where the opposition comes from. Number two, 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. Let's start from verse 1. 1 John 1, 1 to 9. Hallelujah. Be sure that you are not walking in sin. That's what we talked about last week. Be sure that you are not walking in sin. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father, and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Some people have rewritten it. They say our fellowship is with other people. No, it's with Jesus Christ and the Father. Verse 4. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. Verse 5. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, this verse explains that you can't just sin unintentionally. Christ comes or you die and you go to hell if you are walking in the light. I don't, did you get that? You are a born again Christian. You are not intentionally sinning. You are living for Jesus and you lie once or you sin unintentionally. And before you can ask for forgiveness, you are, you are dead. Some people feel that you go to hell. No, you won't. But if you are living outside Jesus and you are not in him, there's a different story. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ is some cleanseth us from all sin. You see that there's no... Uh, yes. Because you and I, some of the sins, we don't even know we've sinned. For him who knoweth to... You know, we'll, get that, we'll get to that. He who knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is sin. Anything that is not of faith is sin. So people are sinning without knowing they are sinning. Once you are prayed, you've sinned too. Yeah. And sin is sin. You were rude to someone. I didn't walk in love towards the person. That, that one is also at a higher level of sin. So sin, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Now let me reread this 
according to what I believe God is saying. But if we walk in the word, oh, glory to God. As he is in the word, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ is son cleanseth us from all sin. As you are in Jesus Christ and walking in the word, you are walking in the light. Oh, glory to God. You are walking in the light. Verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we, co- if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. Verse 10. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. Making God a liar. And his word is not in us. So does this give a license to sin? No, it doesn't. Second, First John 2.1. My little children is writing to the church. Apostle John's little children. You can't be writing to an unbeliever in the bar. That, that's his little child. No. My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. That is God's law. That is God's statement to all of us. These things I am writing to you, that you do not sin. Full stop. But God is so good that there's no full stop there. Otherwise, we are all in trouble. But if any man sin... We have an advocate with the Father, a lawyer, a counselor, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Hallelujah. We all would have, I and most of us would have put a full stop there. But thank God for his goodness. If any man sin, we have an advocate. But be sure you are not walking in sin is different from you have not sinned. Walking in sin, First John talks about Pray for the one who have sin, has sinned, but don't waste your time praying for the one who has sinned the sin unto death. There is a sin unto death. Hey. The sin unto death. Of course, there's the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Usually, the one who has blasphemed against the Holy Spirit doesn't know. Or they are totally against God. But you realize that Jesus said those things when about you can be forgiven for any sin. The sons of men can be forgiven any sin. But he who blasphemes against the Holy Ghost cannot be forgiven. You can blaspheme against the Son, you'll be forgiven. You can blaspheme against anyone, you'll be forgiven. But if you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, you'll not be forgiven. When did Jesus say that? He said that after the Pharisees. And teachers of the law were equating the works he was doing to Beelzebub and the works of the devil. And not to the Holy Spirit. Works that Jesus was doing by the power of the Holy Spirit, they were relating it to casting out demons by Beelzebub, the prince of demons. Hallelujah. So, especially the ones who have tasted and know the truth, you know deep down. And you intentionally, willingly reject Christ and and, and, and blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, in, an interesting topic. Hallelujah. But that's one. And then the other sin unto death is willing, intentional, living in sin, accepting sin as the norm. Because there's a difference between unintentional sin and intentionally, willingly sinning, living in sin. Of course, there's the transgressions and there's the iniquities that we have been forgiven. Hallelujah. Then we talk about the ones who have tasted of the heavenly gift and have eaten of the good word of God and know of the powers of the world to come if they fall away from Christ for them to repent and come back to Christ. If we intentionally sin, knowing of the truth. The Bible says, if we intentionally sin, even though we know the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin, but the fearful indignation. So we are talking about willing intention, because a Christian can get to the point where they, they live a life of sin, and they don't feel guilty. They willingly accept it that, it's okay, God understands, this is me, I'll take it. I'll do it. Let's try not to get real. What do you think? Boy, try not to get real. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Kagan gives a story, I don't know if some of us know, I think I've mentioned it before, about a woman who, a pastor's wife, very, very anointed, singing, I'll just quickly summarize it, singing, praising God, and then very outstanding. I mean, Kenneth Kagan seeing that she was strikingly beautiful. And then she'll be in the mirror dressing up before going to bed, and a thought will come, you are beautiful. She'll say, yes, I'm beautiful, but I reject it. Why, why I don't want to start feeding on my beauty. She'll reject it. As she kept on rejecting it, another time, you are beautiful. You, are, you, are, you sing so well. Why don't you go to the bar? Or why don't you go into the world? You can make money in the world. You can do well in the world. You can be famous. The church is limiting you because there's so much potential. When you sing, people really enjoy it. So why don't you go into the world? I rebuke this thought in Jesus' name. She kept on rebuking it until one day she said to herself, yes, I am beautiful. The devil can give you something, a thought that makes sense. But because it was the devil, it will lead you to doom. So she accepted it and said, I am beautiful. I can make it in the world. She kept on accepting those thoughts. And then Kenneth Hagin saw in her spirit a small black dot. Black dot, I mean demonic dot. And then she kept on pondering upon it. Meditate upon the word day and night. That's why when you and I meditate upon the word, it's a white light which can move from here to the heart. In the same way, when you meditate upon dark things, it will move from the, the mind to the heart. So she kept on meditating upon it, meditating until he saw the thing become big and then move to the heart. Now, how did that happen? Then she left the church and started singing in bars, nightclub, boozing, drinking, men, all, I mean, married and men. All and then the, past, the pastor was looking for her and sent his assistant to the hotel she was in. So when he knocked, he, he knocked on the door of the hotel room. She came out almost naked. He didn't care. She, I mean, she was drinking, maybe smoking. And he said, God loves you. Your pastor still wants you to come back. Leave this life and come back. Then Kenneth Hagin said in the vision, he saw, this is a true story, he saw her tell the assistant that to hell with that, they've mentioned Jesus' name, and said, I don't want to have anything to do with him, and then slammed the door. Jesus, in her vision, told Kenneth Hagin that, I, I, she was my daughter even though she was in sin. She was still my daughter. She just needed to, she was out of fellowship with me. She just needed to come back. But the day she willingly, intentionally said that to hell with this and then accepted that I don't want anything to do with him. Someone can say it because they are angry. That's different from God knows the heart. And yeah, he said that she had lost it. Then and now. Hey. So you see how a thought can take someone to hell? Yes. Hallelujah. Be sure that you are not walking in sin. Then we talked about some of the sins. I'll just touch on them. We talked in detail. Forgiveness. If you do not forgive, our Father in heaven will not forgive. Hallelujah. Mark 11, 22 to 26. If we don't forgive, we will not be forgiven. Hey, hey, simple as that. Everything. Mark 11. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, For whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he seeth shall come to pass, he shall say whatsoever he seeth. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive. If ye have aught against any, and when ye stand praying, forgive. If ye have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses, or forgive your trespasses. But if you ye do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Look at NESB 25 and 26. Whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive you your transgressions. But if ye, then I'll explain the box. But if ye, you do not forgive, 
Neither will your father who is in heaven forgive your transgressions. Maybe later on I'll spin the, 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 the brackets. There's a reason for the brackets based on the translations and the manuscripts. Hallelujah. Now, uh, uh, but even if you go back to verse 25, if you do not forgive, your father will not forgive you. Imagine you are trusting God in faith and you have not been forgiven. God, do this for me. God, do that for me. And God has not forgiven you. Victory cannot happen. Victory is lost. Victory when faith seems weak, but it will be defeat when faith seems weak. <laughs> wow. Number two, we talked about doubt. James 1, 5 to 8. Doubt. But if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men, therefore women, liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. Now someone who is hearing this might say, nah, but wavering doesn't mean doubt. Let's look at NLT. Verse 5 to 7. Verse 5. NLT. Verse 6. But when you ask him, be sure that you really expect him to answer. For a doubtful mind is as unsettling as a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Verse 7. People like that should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. But we'll talk about it when you're talking about faith, even though it's a subsection of faith. You can doubt in the mind, but have faith in the heart. Hey, glory to God. So sometimes the devil might tell you that, look, you are doubting your heart, you are done. Look, you can have doubt in the mind, but faith in the heart. And that should work. That's why Mark eleven twenty three says, and for whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Because faith is of the heart. That's why when Jesus and the three apostles were coming down from the Mount of Transfiguration, as they were coming down, they heard shouting and commotion. What's going on? What's going on? Then one of them came and said, there was a, uh, 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 the man said, look, your disciples were supposed to heal my son who has a deaf and dumb spirit. And they couldn't heal him. So there's shouting and commotion. And Jesus said, oh, how long will I bear with you? How long will I suffer you? Bring him to me. Then Jesus asked, how long has this boy been in this situation? And then the man said, since he was a child. Sometimes the devil throws him into the fire or the water and to destroy him. But if you can help him. Then Jesus said, do you believe? He said, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. How can you say two things that he said? I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Why? Because I believe in my heart, but my mind is telling me something. My mind is telling me that it's not going to work. But I believe. I believe in my heart. And that was good enough for Jesus. He cast out the devil, and that was the end. I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Because you can have faith in your heart, but your mind is telling you that it's not going to work. Your mind will give you examples. But Jesus was tempted in the mind. Satan suggested things to his mind, but he rejected them. So a thought coming to your mind does not mean you've sinned, no matter how vile the thought is, unless you accept it and you feed on it. You cannot control the birds from flying over your head, like an Ephesians says, but you can prevent them from building a nest on your head. You can prevent them. Thoughts that come to our minds that are vile or evil, that are not spoken out, die unborn. But once you speak them out and you feed on them, then they bring fruit, possibly. 
So doubt is not what we want. That's why doubt is an evil report. When the apostles, uh, the, 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 the spies, 12 spies were sent to Canaan, and they saw giants in the land. And they saw all the promises that God gave. Pomegranates, that, that's a superfood. Pomegranates, <laughs> onions, garlic, those are all superfoods. Yeah. And they saw all those things and said, yeah, yes, it's true. The land is flowing with milk and honey. It's flowing with milk and honey. But there are giants in the land. How did it happen? Moses and the children of Israel were watching, waiting, eager, as the people were coming, eager. So as the 12 spies were running, they expected, the children of Israel and Moses expected them to be laughing. But instead, 10 were crying. As they were coming, crying, oh, it is a land flowing with milk and honey, but there are giants in the land, the sons of Anak, and we are not able, and they all started to cry. Because doubt has a way of transferring to other people. It has a way. The little living that living at the whole land. So doubt, and it, it, it passed through all of them. Then Caleb and Joshua shouted and said, no, yes, there are giants in the land, but isn't our God bigger? Our God is bigger. And God called the doubtful report an evil report. Just, and, and they died. Only because they said, they spoke the fact that there are giants in the land. But they forgot to say that our God who promised us is bigger. And because of that, they went down. They went down. May you and I not go down because of doubt. Now some people feel that, but doubt, is it a big deal? Is it a big deal? Hebrews 10.38. Actually, we'll start, let's start from 34 to 38. Hebrews 10, 34 to 38. <laughs> For ye have compassion of me in my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. Continue. Cast not away therefore your confidence which have great recompense of reward. Don't cast away your confidence in the Lord. Continue. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and ye, he, he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Now, verse 38, go back to 38. Let's look at it from the NLT 38 to 39 and onwards. And the righteous person will live by faith, but I will have no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn their backs on God and seal their faith. We have faith that assures our salvation. Is that all? Hallelujah. Habakkuk 2.4. So anyone who does not walk in faith does not please God. Look at the proud. They trust in themselves and their lives are crooked. But the righteous will live by their faith. But many people don't realize that the just, the just shall live by faith is a quotation of Habakkuk 2.4. But this is a very important thing. The righteous shall live by their faith. In Kings and Chronicles, we see that certain kings followed a prophet so much and when they followed the prophet this they, they, they were able to serve god when the prophet died then they turned from god so we need prophets but we need to know god for ourselves believe in the lord your god and you be established believe his prophets and you will expand you will ex you will talak, you will break out of your boundaries but if you, many people believe or have uh, not their faith, but someone else's faith. The just shall live by her faith. The just shall live by Benin's faith. The just shall live by, no, no, no. The just shall live by their faith in God. Whilst walk, uh, following the prophet or whoever it is. What do you think? The just shall live by faith. By his faith by his faith, by their faith. Look at it in NASB, Habakkuk 2.4. 
Behold, as for the proud one, his soul is not right within him, but the righteous will live by his faith. His faith. Oh, pastor, pray for me. I always want pastor to pray for me, but I must have faith for myself also. Otherwise, when the pastor is busy or going through something and cannot pray, I'm in trouble. By his faith. Otherwise, when faith seems weak, you will not sustain yourself because it's not your faith. There are some people who always used to They were in, in my church, and at a point I was wondering, hey, if I die or something happens, what will happen to them? Because I was trying to get them to, this was many years ago, be, trust God. Because as for human beings, there are many people, once the person leaves, they are out. They, 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 are, they cannot be sustained because they are relying on someone. But a just shall live by his faith. Some other examples of faith, I mean, uh, of sin, are what? Fornication, lies, murder, stealing, debauchery, lasciviousness, bearing false witness, etc., etc. Hallelujah. Plus these things. Also, not even walking in love, which we'll talk about another time or later on. And what not walking in love also includes lying on people. I remember I was in some meeting. And as I was in the meeting, there were things that were said to be facts which were lies or misrepresentations and I couldn't believe that the confidence in which it was being said. Hey! Then I realized that either either the person was lying or the person was misinformed. But don't when you're misinformed and you're not sure, don't be confident in what you are saying. It's so it, it's don't be confident in what you are saying. You know, so I realized that as for lies, anyone can be tempted to lie. Sometimes to look good at work. You lie to look good. Sometimes someone will make a mistake, but they'll put it on you. Hallelujah. People lying, siblings lying on each other to look good. It happens all the time. So it's very important that we don't lie because lies are not love. You can't love someone and lie to them. Also, when you love someone, you don't lie to them. Oh, I love you, I love you by lying to them. No, be truthful. Just say it as it is and don't lie. Because anytime we lie, we bring Satan into the equation. Because he's the father of lies. Anytime we lie, Satan comes in. So if my daughter and I, she's lying to me or I'm lying to her, then things will not be proper or, or pure. Because Satan will come in and arrange, rearrange things. All the time. Because... Once you lie, you have given Satan access to what you are talking about. And love cannot be a part of it. Phoebe, did you hear that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Pride and self-confidence. Who I did it, who I did it good. Confidence. <laughs> Doing God's work for money. That one. Some people feel that I want to know God so that I can make money. Many Christians have, no, no, no. Some people feel that godliness is a means to gain. Some such turn from them. How many know that verse? Let me get it for you. Godliness, good. First Timothy 6, let's start from 4, by 5. First Timothy 6, always read the context, otherwise you'll be shocked how far you are from what God was saying. 
1 Timothy 6, 4 to 6. He is proud, knowing nothing but dotting about questions and stripes of webs, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil, some, some missing. Did I get some missing? Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness. From such withdraw thyself. Verse 6. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Now verse 5. Look at it in NLT. Let's put some meat in. Uh, yeah. These people always cause trouble. Their minds are corrupt and they don't tell you the truth. To them, religion is just a way to get rich. Let's, so number one, let's become Christian so we can have money or let's do church work so that we can have money. Let's, let's, let's be, let's, let's chat. Some people have church as business. <coughs> A lot of people, the, the business. So sometimes you, you guard, the members are special to you because of the money they give, not because they are God's heritage. So members become property instead of God's heritage. Because I can get l'argent, money, concerts, turn away. Hallelujah. So don't, don't say that I want to be a Christian because God will give me money. God will give you money as a Christian. That's automatic. God will make you rich as a Christian. But that shouldn't be why you are going to Christ. Otherwise, when Christ wants to show you something and withholds a bit so that he can give you ten times or thousand times, you will give up before. Many have given up before. When there is some small tribulation, you give up because the reason you, be, you wanted to become a Christian is not there. You, 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 be, you wanted to become a Christian for the wrong reasons. Some people, I hear some people say, ah, if I didn't get this job, I didn't get this thing, then God is not God. No, God is God whether or not you got a job. Because God is not going to have to prove himself to you. God can decide that he's not, going to, he's not going to give us anything we want. He's still God. Because you and I don't define who God is. But blessed be God, he gives us what we need. And he is generous. Hallelujah. So very, very important. Remember that we are not Christians because of money. Even though God will give us money. Or doing the work of God deceitfully. Some people do the work of God. I mean, yes, in business, you understand why people want to tear down to climb up because they don't know God. But in church, too, it's also that. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, 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 movies like Greenleaf, and th those things really happen. <laughs> oh, I say movies, series. Th those things actually happen. Where you see people, tell me their voice now. You see how people are tearing each other down, but it happens. I mean, it's just an example of what happens in the world because people don't realize that we will have to answer and we will be rewarded for what we do. For me, I always see it as a reward. Everything I'm doing, God is watching it. And if I want to please God, then I need to know that God is watching. So God watches how I respond to someone. When someone is something nice is being said about someone or someone can even go higher than me, I need to be truthful to tell them the truth about the person so they can go high and not cut them down so that I, no, no, no. Because God is watching. And promotion does not come from the south, east, or west. It comes from the Lord. Even though God uses men, at the end of the day, if God doesn't want you there, you won't be there, no matter who the man is. But God uses men. That's why we also have to watch how we relate with people. We have to watch how we relate with people and honor those who need to be honored, but also know that it's God who promotes. So don't just try to cut people down and please your boss because of what you want, knowing that he's the one who secures us securely. The Bible says, and he will set you securely on high because he hath known my name. That's how I've lived. That, that's how I try to live. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks because at the end of the day, it's God who will do, do it. Hallelujah. Even though you have to be careful and do give honor to whom honor is due. 
Give tribute to whom tribute is due. Give custom to whom custom is due. Hallelujah. That's when you go to the villages or some certain places and you are going to have a crusade there. You go there and you see the chief. Hallelujah. You give custom. You do what you got to do. Don't oh, uh, yeah, guys, chief, I've got a Christian. No, 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 no. You give custom. Hallelujah. Very, very important because man has a role to play. Amen. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. But let's remember that we, we sh- and, and we shouldn't, yeah, let, 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 let's walk in love. When we walk in love, even at work, because this is not just for church, even at work, God is watching how we do with people. The Bible says that let's do all we do with all our hearts, for we serve the Lord Christ. What do you think? Past sins, and then there are sins of omission and commission. And then we read it. Look at James 4.17. James chapter 4 and verse 17. No, read Romans 14.28. James 4.17. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. There are certain sins that are sins for some and not for others. Because there can be someone who doesn't know to do good. And it's not like it's the clear sins written. It could be God wants me to, uh, 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 maybe I didn't realize I hurt her. And God wants me to apologize. Or he wanted me to do something for someone. And I didn't do it. But I I know in my heart that I'm supposed to do it. To him it is sin. But maybe the other person, so everyone is different. You have to relate to people different. Therefore, to him who knoweth. Now, when you see a therefore, look for what it is there for. But there's no time for that. But let's just start from 14. That when you go home, we have to do our research. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now ye rejoice in your boasting. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, so that's a specific issue that he's talking about. And he's trying to give a generalization. Therefore, to him who knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is sin. So these people, it is boasting. To these people, it is boasting about tomorrow. That is sin for them because they know that they shouldn't do that. Does that make sense? You sure? Hallelujah. So from now on, when we know that God wants us to do something, or we know something to be good or not good, let's try to do the good. And it is our conscience that will tell us. Some people might even applaud you for doing the wrong thing because you don't know that your conscience is telling you to do something else. Some people might shake your hands that you've done very well. But God is sin to God. Because you knew in your heart and God gave you scriptures to show that, look, this is what you are supposed to do. This is the direction you are supposed to go. But you didn't do it and you did what other people said and they shook your hands but you sinned. I don't sin because I I, I, I I sin because I disobeyed God. Not a, a person. Even though when sometimes, like a pa- children, obey your parents in the Lord, you can sin against God by disobeying your parents until you get to a certain age. And trust me, 18 is not that. Amen. Don't shut me down. I'll find message preaching there. <laughs> Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. So this is very important. Okay, just for time's sake. Let's look at Romans 14, 23. Then we continue. And he that doubted, if I let's start from 20, verse 23, you want. For meat, good, for meat, okay, let's use NLT just for time's sake. uh, uh, Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Remember, there is nothing wrong with these things in themselves, but it is wrong to eat anything if it makes another person stumble. 
Don't eat meat or drink wine or do anything else if it might cause another Christian to stumble. You may have faith, you, you may have the faith to believe that there is nothing wrong with what you are doing. But keep it between yourself and God. Because there are those who do not condemn themselves by doing something they know is all right. But if people have doubts about whether they should eat something they shouldn't eat, they shouldn't eat it. They would be condemning, they would be, they would be condemned for not acting in faith before God. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. Now use um, King James for this now. That's the last verse, verse 23. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So the Bible says, or, or you go to church, the pastor says, reads this verse and says, you can eat any meat, just give thanks and eat it. But if you are eating it and your heart is condemning you, and you are not eating it in faith, but learn to walk in the light of God's word, please God, and receive our victory. Let me, let me just give this verse before we close. Romans 10, 17, if you are there. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So I want to encourage us to be stickers of the word. Listen to the word. Read the word. Read it. Make, a, a, make it a goal. Say to yourself that I'm not going to watch television or go on social media till I've had my quiet time. It doesn't mean you succeed. I haven't succeeded all the time. I can do it after. But I still have failed my plan because I was supposed to do it before. Everyone does it. But when you fail, just say I'll do it again. We should just set goals to help us. But it doesn't mean that if you don't fulfill the goal, you've sinned. Because that one is between you. are just trying to help yourself. It's what God tells you to do that you don't do. That's where the sin is. But let's try to get the word in. Let's try to have more of the word. Let's set goals to say to ourselves, okay, I'm not going to do this before doing this. Benny Hinn says he doesn't have TV. But, of course, he got to a certain level. We are, we are not there yet where we can't watch TV. But he's gotten to that level. I've not gotten there yet. I'm far from that level. Hallelujah. But I can take small steps. Hallelujah. So whatever it is, let's do whatever we can so that we can get the word in. Because we need faith for victory. I'm not out of word. I'm just out of time. Shall we stand to our feet? We continue. God willing. Hallelujah. Let's speak to the Lord. Ask the Lord to grant us peace. Grant us favor. Ask, let's ask him to deliver us from sin. Every type of sin whatever the sin is, that you should forgive us. You should give us the grace to walk in truth. To walk in love. To be truthful. To be sure before we speak. To be very confident. To be sure before we say what we say. <clears throat> to be sure we, we before we discredit be sure. Let's walk in love. Let's walk in truth. Let's walk in faith. Let's walk in, 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 in faith, trusting in God. Let's do what we know is right. Let's remember that without faith, we cannot please God. We cannot please God without faith. But God must be pleased above all else.
that you are far away from God, you cannot even have faith to have victory over the world. Because our faith is in Christ Jesus, our Lord, our rock, our savior, our salvation. So if you want this Jesus and you want to surrender your life to him, if you want to be born again, you want your sins forgiven, then I want you to repeat after me with all your heart. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen. Father God, we thank you for those who have given their lives to you. We honor you and worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. We may take our seats in the presence of our Mashiach. There's only one Mashiach, and that is Jesus. time to take our offering give our tithe I just want to encourage us that when we give to the Lord we do not waste our money it's more than any stock it's more than any investment it is more than any retirement fund it is more than any life insurance policy giving to the Lord the one who extends our lives the one who gives us life no matter the money we have or the insurance we have, it cannot give us health. You cannot buy health. There are people who have all the money in the world but have to die because they couldn't give. 
our hope and our confidence must be in the Lord. It doesn't mean that if you don't give, God is not going to look after you. But we are talking about giving to someone who loves you and has your back. Honoring the Lord. The Bible says there are different ways to honor him. We can honor him in different ways. But one of the ways is with our substance. Honor the Lord with your substance. So I want to encourage you to give to the Lord. From now on, those who don't give, I want to encourage you to decide to give. Give more in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your tithe, you can raise your tithe. Okay, let's pray. Father God, we bless you for the opportunity to pay our tithe. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you have your offering, I want to encourage you to give. The Bible says that you should give. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Father God, bless us as we give our offering in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. God bless you all. God bless you all in Jesus' name. Till next time, shalom, shalom. May God bless you. May God keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon us all. May he lift up his countenance upon us. And may he give us peace in Jesus' name. Shalom.